You are listening to The Manning Show with Ewan Manning. Your number one sports podcast starts now. The Edmonton Oilers make it 12 straight wins with a win last night. That's something we say, we're starting to say often. That's 12 in a row for the Edmonton Oilers with a victory 4-2 to over the Seattle Kraken. Some interesting storylines. You got Stuart Skinner on another solid day. He stopped 25 out of 27. Drysaddle had four points. Fogel had two goals. Kane got on the board with two points. This was just an all-around good game for the Edmonton Oilers. And another stat line that we don't see often, 68 face-off percentage victory. They won 68% of their face-offs last night, which is rare for the Edmonton Oilers. And a 50% power play percentage. So Oilers go two for four on the power play. Hopefully we can start to see them heat up a little bit on the power play. Obviously, two goals on the power play. One from Drysaddle and one from Zach Hyman in front of the net. Let's get into kind of the scoring summary. So, Oilers go down early. 2-0, two, two right? Both in the first period. So, 10 minutes into the game. Uh, Kraken, Tolvainen, scores, you know, breakaway, beats Skinner. McCann scores a nice wrister. He puts that in. So, that's the end. And the Oilers get going. A beauty pass to Fogel. Fogel snipes it. And then Drysaddle scores one on the power play. Then another beauty pass from Drysaddle. Another goal by Fogel. And then Hyman on the power play in front of the net like he normally does. That seals it for the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, a lot of penalties for the Edmonton Oilers last game. They, you know, Seattle had a lot of power plays. And... Overall, it was a big win for the Edmonton Oilers, making it 12 now. And I think if I'm if I saw it correctly yesterday, the Edmonton Oilers did because yes, they did take the third spot in the Pacific Division as the Kings lose another one last night to the Predators by a score of two to one. So the Predators do beat the Kings two to one last night. The Kings one and nine in their last ten. They're on a two-game fall right now, so not looking good for the Kings as they drop to the final wild card spot. The Predators, obviously, David Reddick for the Kings. He somehow had a nine-three save percentage. UC Soros nine-seven save percentage. Big win for. The Predators, Canucks beat Coyotes 2-1. The Knights smoke the Rangers 5-1. Leafs get that win over the Flames 4-3. Sabres beat the Blackhawks 3-0. Bruins beat the Avs 5-2. Sens beat the Canadians 6-2. Flyers smoke the Stars 5-1. Lightning put up 7 on the Wild 7-1, obviously. Minnesota, Philip Gustafson, the goaltender. For Minnesota with an 8-1 save percentage last night. And then the Caps take down the Blues. That was kind of the NHL action for the night. The Oilers do bump up. Kane bumps up to that second line with 
Fogel and Fogel and um, Drysaddle, and he puts up two points. Drysaddle played very well last night offensively. You know, he made some crazy passes that there's not a lot of other people on this planet that can make those types of passes, and he he did it last night, and he did it very, very well. There's a little bit of debate if they were going to keep McLeod there, and they bump up Kane. I don't think, you know, Kane was dealing with something at the start of the game. Uh, Zach Liang on Twitter put a post of, you could clearly see Kane limping, um, but he gets the bump up to that line, and he does well. He's clearly been battling injuries. And they say Nurse was battling the hand. Kane was just battling injuries. And Oilers might be a little bumped up right now. And we just don't know much about it. Skinner, another excellent night. So the Edmonton Oilers, obviously, they played the Flames on Saturday, the Battle of Alberta. I'm pretty sure Jason Greger did tweet that they're going to be wearing their Heritage Classic jerseys in that game. So... We're going to get into kind of our Tim picks for the day as we kind of did our Oilers review. McDavid only did end up scoring one point, by the way. So our Tim's picks, I went one for three again. So I've been one for three, and it's all been the first player, which isn't a good sign because those are the best top scorers. So my first pick for today, I'm just looking at the list right now. I'm going to pick Matthew Kachuk to score... You know, he's had a bit of an off season. I'm picking him to put one put one in tonight against the Wild. Obviously losing last last night, seven seven to three against the Lightning. Then for my second pick, Adam Fantilli, you know, just a heater. He's he's a beast. And for my fourth pick, Cole Slinger. I don't really know who he is, but he plays for the for the Blue Jackets. So those are my picks. Kachuk, Fantilli, Sillinger. I think that's how you say it. Salinger, Cole Salinger. Yeah. So, I'm on a three-game heater, though. So, that is solid. Those are my picks for today. Let's get into our fan questions of the day. I got some people to submit some fan questions. So, first one from Caden. The Miami Dolphins. Okay. He asks about the Miami Dolphins next year. So... The Miami Dolphins obviously end up losing to the Chiefs, like we we saw. Tua is coming back. Is what the reports are saying is they're looking to bring him back as quarterback next year. You know, obviously his his contract, and they're trying to extend him as a quarterback. Hopefully, not going to have any issues there extending him at, into free agency. But Tua in my opinion, hasn't really shown that they could be good teams. And I'm interested to see what it's going to take for the Miami Dolphins to start being good teams. They had Tyreek and Waddle. We'll, we'll end up seeing what happens with this deal, see how much money he ends up getting. Because if he makes a large sum of money, you know, that's going to really affect kind of their cap situation and who they can go out and get on the defensive side of the ball. And stuff like that, they still have, you know, you know, Ramsey, who's who's a beast there, and they got a couple other guys like Bradley Chubb, who's a beast. So we'll end up seeing what happens. But Miami, hopefully, they can 
turn it around next year, and hopefully they can start to beat some good teams. Well, I'll be interested to see in that. Thank you for the question. So another thing, <laughs> Zach, my friend Zach, asked, will Connor Brown do something? I'm just going to leave a blank there, and you could guess what, what that means. But will Connor Brown do something? I mean, he's been solid in these last couple games. Against the Leafs, he was buzzing around trying to get his first. He got robbed on that on that one shot from Jones and Connor Brown. Hopefully he can find a groove here in these next couple games. And maybe maybe he'll put up his first goal as an Edmonton Oiler against the Calgary Flames. I hope this doesn't turn into like a Tobias Reader situation where he doesn't score all year and everyone's chanting his name at the end of the year, hoping that he's going to you know, score a goal. So those are the questions for the day. Hopefully, if you want to send me some more questions, you can go on my Instagram, you and Manning97. You can go send me some questions. We're going to kind of look. I was looking through my Twitter last night, and there's some there's some stats. There's some stats that I was reposting because I really like this. Some of these stats are really interesting. So the Oilers have outscored their opposition 24-6 in the third period overtime during this 12-game winning streak, matching the 68 Canadians for longest ever for a team based in Canada. So, and the Edmonton Oilers hasn't allowed more than three shots in the last 10 minutes of any of its past four wins. So just some unbelievable stats there for the Edmonton Oilers, especially the three shots in the last 10 minutes. It's showing that their defense is locking it down. You know, that's really, really exciting um, to see because especially at the start of the season, the D was not, was not great. Not great at all. And I, I knew this was going to happen at some point. You know, we're going to figure everything out, but for them to do it this quickly was not, I was not expecting it. This is what P.K. Subban said. He said, I actually love watching Edmonton play. They are just too easy to play against in their own zone. Too much emphasis on McDavid, Leon, etc. And the superhero offense to always get it done. You need to win tight games with your defense. You saw what happened last year with Vegas. Yes, Jack Eichel's a stunning X-factor. But defensive structure, goaltending, and a hard play against won them the cup. Not just talent and skill, but hey, anything can happen. I'm going to have to disagree with BK Subban. He clearly hasn't been watching the Edmonton Oilers. Their D has been pretty unbelievable recently. I don't know what he's saying. You know, he it looks very good. But hopefully the Oilers can continue because eventually they're going to go. They're going to lose a couple games here eventually. And it'll just be a matter of when. Obviously, Flames and Blue Jackets the next two games. Maybe. 14 wins. The Oilers need five more to beat the all to tie the all-time record of the Pittsburgh Penguins back in the old days. So another thing, Dustin Nielsen posted, great game from Fogel. He looks uh, looks to hang on a, a top six spot. So obviously Fogel two goals. He's been playing very well, and they're finally getting their value out of him. Last year, you know, he was looking. To be a capped up. He didn't end up being a capped up. And this year he is producing with Drysaddle on that line. Doesn't matter. Kane, McLeod, 
whoever they have on that line, they're finally getting that second line minutes. And I like that they're keeping McDavid and Drysaddle split. So Fogel is looking like he deserves that, that, that top six spots. So there was a pretty fiery McDavid last night. He was, he was pushing, pushing, you know, he was, he got hit kind of weirdly and he was not happy with that hit. So he went after him and McDavid obviously just, and he was getting fiery and so was Ekholm and you, you don't want that as the other team. I'll tell you that for sure. So other than that, there wasn't much for the Oilers. Hopefully they can continue that win streak on Saturday against the Flames Other than that, we're going to take a break and we're going to be right back. So the news, the news for today, there was not a lot in in sports in these last couple hours. Um, there was some news that Cliff Kingsbury is expected to interview for the offensive coordinator position for the Chicago Bears. He was a special offensive assistant at USC and worked with Caleb Williams. Is that a sign I don't know. Do the Bears move on with Justin Fields? I would say yes. Like, realistically, do you really think Justin Fields is going to be that franchise quarterback to go win you a Super Bowl? No. You haven't seen, like, what C.J. Stroud gives you. If Caleb Williams is giving you close to C.J. Stroud or really any franchise-looking quarterback, I just don't see that Justin Fields is going to be this franchise quarterback for the Bears. I think they have to move on. I really do. And you just haven't seen what you've seen from some of these other young franchise quarterbacks, hopefully, that Justin Fields has given you. I know they haven't given him much around him, but, you know, I wouldn't say CJ Stroud has much around him, and he's doing a lot more in his rookie year than Justin Fields did. I'll tell you that for sure. Other than that, there wasn't much... The Senators do sign Shane Pinto, a one-year deal worth 775 KAV. He has 20 goals and 35 points for the past 82 games played with Ottawa last season. He had a 41-game suspension for sports gambling, and is so it's nearing his end, his suspension. So he's coming back to the Senators with that league minimum deal. Other than that... We did have Lamar Jackson saying, I've got to go get a championship now. So he looks like he's feeling some pressure, but it'll be really interesting to see what ends up happening in the NFL in the next couple days. Mike McCarthy stays. It's looking like Nick Sirianni is is going to stay from what it looks like. We'll end up seeing what happens there. But other than that, let's get into our score update. So, Red Wings and Hurricanes tonight at 5. Only four games in action for the NHL. Devils and Blue Jackets at 5. Wild and Panthers at 5. And at 6.30, Islanders and the terrible 
Blackhawks in the NBA tonight. A lot of games, or no, not a lot of games. Spurs, Hornets, five, so not a great game there. Sixers, Magic at five. Nuggets and Celtics, that's a great game at 530. Hawks and Heat at six. Suns and Pelicans at six. Pacers and Blazers at eight. Nets and Lakers at 8.30. And the Mavs-Warriors game is postponed. And then obviously NFL action this weekend. Texans-Ravens at 2.30 on Saturday. Packers-49ers 6.15 Saturday. And on Sunday, Bucks-Lions at 1 and at 4.30. The Chiefs and the Bills. A little rematch in that game. My prediction... For that game, Bills. Bills are taking it home. I really I really like what I've seen from Josh Allen and I'm kinda cheering for the Bills, to be honest. I've I think this is the best chance the Bills are gonna have to beat the Chiefs. You know? The Chiefs are obviously gonna do some things in the offseason to improve their team and they're not as good as a team as they were last year or the year before that. I the Bills, this is their best chance right now to beat the Chiefs, but you never know with Patrick Mahomes. That's kind of our score update for today. Uh, I'm just looking here. The NHL, obviously. We have... I'm just looking at the injuries right now for the Edmonton Oilers. They are struggling with injuries, as I said earlier. Um, yeah, so it looks like Kane was kind of looking, I'm looking at this video right now. If you go look on Zach Lang's Twitter, he has it and he's like kind of hopping. He's like limping on a stick. He's kind of leaning on a stick. So hopefully he can get healthy soon enough because it's kind of rough seeing, seeing what this is. It's, it's rough seeing him limp around like this. Hopefully, we can end up changing it. Um, other than that, I don't know that we have much else going on today. So, I think we can just leave it at that. Oh, one more thing. One more thing before I, before I leave this. There is a report saying that... I just saw this. Kenny Pickett, possible to bring in quarterback competition for him next year and then one more thing uh rg3 robert griffin the third he's obviously retired he made a post saying dear coach jay gruden and he basically talked about how jay didn't get how he wasn't a good coach to him right and jay gruden replied do you really want to play this game he said i'm not playing and then this is what robert griffin said i'm not playing any games i'm retired you have a free invite to come on the show and discuss it face-to-face. I know where all your bodies are buried, Jay. Don't play with me. That's what he ended up saying. There's deleted tweets after, and I don't have those right now. So we'll end up seeing <laughs> what happens there. There's a little bit of drama there. Those kind of some of the news today. But other than that, there wasn't much going on in sports other than the Oilers' big win last night. Other than that, we're going to leave it there. So send me send me your questions on Instagram. Send me whatever you got, whatever you want, tier lists. You want me to do maybe favorite jersey, favorite logos. Just send me it on Instagram. So we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good day.
Thanks for listening to The Manning Show. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore Manning Show. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at UNManning97. Thanks for listening. We will be back tomorrow. Have a good day.